0: You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Welcome to the In Context Podcast. This week you may be confused and think that we're doing an episode of Loose Women. We're not. Uh, This is a podcast featuring Rachel, Sue and Jude. And we're going to be discussing uh, single parents. uh, in particularly what it's like to be a single parent in the church. So thank you very much for joining us, Sue, Jude and Rachel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Normally not this quiet. Good to have you on board. For those of you who don't know, uh, Sue B is my mother. uh She's my mum. Uh, she was a single parent back in the 80s. She had a, a, a wonderful time because she had two angelic children who <laughs> were just a total blessing to her and made life so much easier for her. So, <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you find it, mum, uh, growing up in the 80s? Especially uh being a Christian as a single mum because you were a first generation Christian. Uh you moved to a, a council estate which you weren't from, and then uh the reason you moved there was because you were part of a church, weren't you? So mm. you joined the church as a single mum, didn't you? How how was that for you?
1: Um hard. It was hard being um a single mum and um working uh think i one with two boys, but um, yeah, living somewhere I didn't really want to live, in a sense. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say, to be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was just a struggle. It was tough.
1: Tough. It was tough. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so those were things that would have been tough anyway, wouldn't they? Moving to mm. work? Council estate that you weren't part of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: being on your own, raising two boys who were quite energetic, I suppose, mm-hmm. to be the polite way of putting it. And uh, but how was it? So so you had those practical issues that were difficult to deal with. But how was it in church? What kind of uh, reception did you have in the church? Because back in the eighties, single parents were few and far between within the church. Today, I think statistically, uh, divorce and single parents. Uh, uh, pretty much the same as in society now, as it is within the church. But back in the eighties, mm-hmm. it was quite different, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel supportive. There was um, there was a, a family who were very supportive, but I, I didn't feel supported by the general um, congregation. I think I probably felt more supported as a single person, as opposed to family Mm. i made friends as a woman but it was difficult being a a single parent in in the church if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah definitely makes a lot of sense yeah so you have friends that you could relate to that you could meet with and have coffee with but uh, what so doing things as a family what family days out and meals and things like that are you thinking of and
1: yeah, there was there was one particular family that included us and uh, invited us for meals and was very supportive and lived around the corner from us. But apart from them, um, no, the, the, I don't feel that I remember that we were included in in things as a family apart from that situation.
0: And again, that was uh, a church that was on a council estate, but predominantly. Uh, the majority of people would travel into that camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were local to us, whether they were traveling in.
1: Yeah, But Well, yeah. the one
0: family that was on the estate kind of took us under the wing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were really supportive. I don't think without their support and encouragement, it would have. Um, they helped. They helped a, a, a lot. Mm. I I think it would have been. Difficult without them, I probably might not have continued to be honest mm. um, but I see that sort of relationship with Jude and Rachel mm. um uh, and that's lovely to see that um Jude is supported in in that way with that's how I see it anyway that what I got from this family I see you providing you you as a family providing to Jude. Mm, that's good. And Rachel,
0: so you were providing support to a, a single mum. Uh, you're not single now. You're, you're married to me. Uh, you're a pastor's wife. But what was your experience? Because before we were married, you, you you were a single mum, weren't you? What was your experience?
1: Yes, similar to to Sue, um, very much um feeling isolated, feeling alienated. I remember um because uh Hannah was only, you know, tiny, but going into um what was the crash, freezing cold, no no audio, no nothing, being just really worn out from general looking after a little one. And um had it not been for one individual, that, that couple, who um had their own things going on really, but um they were very supportive. So sometimes she would come in the crash and just sit with me, couldn't hear anything. In the end I used to just think, well, I may as well just stay at home and watch Songs of Praise because I can't hear anything. It was almost stressful going, freezing cold, no heating. Um and yeah, I just felt very much out on a limb. Um, People felt, I think, felt awkward, didn't know what to kind of say. Um, And, yeah, it was, was, like Sue said, it was tough. Um, Yeah. And sort of wider than that, when I'd go to conferences, I felt because being overprotective maybe, I felt this expectation to, I didn't want Hannah going off to crash situations and things, and and I felt like people looking at me, you know, if she was all over the place. I just felt very, you know, judged, and some of that would have been my own judgments or whatever, it wouldn't have been all them, but very much I did feel... um, from going to come from, from kind of going from a place of um, having some kind of friends within the church to this situation, um, yeah, like a, a bit of a stigma, and and, and people didn't want to maybe ask me around because I don't know why, but I'm assuming because it was an awkward situation and people just didn't know what to what to say really. So we we, we've seen that
0: uh, Sue felt socially uh, outside the church uh, regarding not as an individual she had friends, but socially she felt that she didn't fit in as a family. Uh, There was one family that that uh, took her under her wing, and you, the biggest problem you had was actually in the church service itself, Mm. being in the Mm. back in, in a little room out the back so i think the actual church experience for for, for you so that was pretty good was it just the actual church service how did you find that was was that welcoming
1: it's like what rachel said um you feel uncomfortable especially you know taking two boisterous boys to a service are they going to sit quiet um are they misbehaving people looking at you Um, But yeah, I can relate with what you said, Rachel, that sometimes it was easier, I think, not to go. Mm. Um, Yeah. yeah. You've made the kind of, not the effort, but you've sort of got there and then I I was sort of going because it was the right thing to do, but then getting there and then it just I thought, what's the point just sitting here? I can just sit at home in a heated room. just not the church service, but obviously everything's geared, everything was geared, house group was geared to evening, so it meant I couldn't go to them because I couldn't get there. Um, there was no, and sure, that wasn't like, obviously none of these things are deliberate or intentional, but um, you just, by the default of the way that the church, some churches are set up, you end up being on the fringe because you just can't go to things, you can't, you don't have people to look after. I didn't have, my mum and dad living away at the time, my sister didn't live, I didn't have people I could call upon to go on, so I could go after a house group, or, um, and often during the day, the day ones were like older people, they wouldn't have wanted necessarily a little one running around, I'd have felt, you know, awkward to go to that. And it's all it was older all older people anyway, um so I wouldn't have felt comfortable within that um so so you just become just by the sit just because I think my situation ostracized me without even anyone intentionally doing anything or not doing anything. It was just the setup mm. um and then because I kind of um was close to this family. Um, anyway, um, and they had a granddaughter the same age. There was a, a natural connection there, and so. Right,
0: well, a granddaughter the same age as you. Oh. Sorry,
1: um, a daughter the same age and a granddaughter the same age as as Hannah, um, and so yeah, they obviously felt compassion um, and would would invite me round or look after Hannah when when I was at work. So I was I was working full time as well. Um so yeah, I think when you haven't again first generation Christian, you don't know, I didn't have my family, I didn't have um Christian brothers and sisters, I didn't so yeah, just even even though I was wanting some kind of discipleship or whatever, it just wasn't there in because couldn't access anything. Hmm. Um so similar prob- maybe without that family just, you know, encouraging me and um you know, different point, you know, if I was uh had something on my mind or something had gone on in the middle of the night I could ring them. Those types of things really. Um
0: So what what you have then is <laughs> we see Isolation, and uh, it was difficult for you to to be part of the the church community. There was like one family for for both of you that took you under your wings. For you, Sue, there was a family that lived locally who took you in the um, into the into the home and 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 made you feel welcome. But the wider the ch- the church, the wider church meant that you didn't really fit in, and then. The same with you, Rachel, and from what it sounds like is geography plays a part because the majority of people in the church lived a couple of miles away. Uh, The family that you were associating with lived just a couple of streets away, but also the way the church was set up just wasn't geared to uh, provide the support that was needed to single parents, whether it was the times of meetings or uh, the types of meetings that they had. So that was back in the eighties and then the early two thousands for you, Rachel. Has things changed. Have you got a similar story, Jude, or have things been different for you?
1: Oh no, things have been really different for me. Um yeah, I was part of New Life Church um when I became a single mum. Um I moved over and lived um really local moved locally to the church and I just had a completely different experience. Um I think the way our church is set up helps there's there's not just families there's single people single and um older people there's there's a whole sort of a range of families single people older people isn't there so I think that that helps um and also I've just I mean everybody in our church has just been so supportive and um yeah, just completely different experience. I've, I've never, I mean, obviously you feel isolated because you're a single parent that comes with feeling isolated at times. Obviously that's part of being a single parent, but I've never felt on my own. I've never felt, um, alone at all. Um, just felt completely included in the church. Um, and I could just little examples. Like I remember when when we could have Bible study and obviously I couldn't having three quite young children I couldn't get out in the evening and so we started having it here. Um and I think because we're a smaller church we're able to do that. Obviously in a bigger church it might be difficult but that like that was amazing for me just to be able to <clears throat> you know um to be able to have Bible study here and for the children to be a part of it. Um and like I remember at Christmas, I think it was the first Christmas I was on my own. And you invited me, Sue, I think you remember on Christmas Day. It was the first, like, Christmas Day that I hadn't had the children. And um, so we went to Sue's for tea and then back to your house, Rachel and Ian, and I slept over and things like that. I mean, they're just in invaluable, really. It, like, makes a massive difference mm-hmm. um, for me. So I've had a completely different experience of, of it. Um, yeah, and I'm so... Grateful for you know, I feel really grateful because I know it's quite unique. Really, I don't think many people would have the experience that I've had.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't want to risk us trying to put this out to say, "Aren't we brilliant?" No, no, completely. But I, I think one of the benefits we've had as a church is here. Yeah, the pastor's been raised by a single parent. Yeah. Uh, his wife was a single parent, and he's yeah. And his mum, who is uh, a member of the church, is also being a single parent. So we've got a lot of understanding of things that were done badly mm. uh, so we can try and address those problems. The church was birthed out of 68.5, which was a charity which worked with fatherless children and supported lone parents. Mm. And uh, so because of that, the ethos of the church was already based on sound sixty-eight verse 5 about being a father to the fatherless and a defender of the widows so that was something very much in the heart of the church and the ethos of the church when it was planted so i think having a, a ministry that was already reaching single parents and, and fatherless children as a massive benefit doesn't it to keeping that ethos going throughout the church plus we live in a matriarchal society so uh, Some of our estates are 60% lone parent households, predominantly women. So even our community, because we all live in the same community, within walking distance of of one another, that means that, again, uh, we're all part of the same community. A lot of the activities we do are are relational and community-based anyway, so a lot of churches aren't geared that way, especially for people like drive-in churches. Mm-hmm. so it's harder to replicate that so we're not here today to say we are perfect, mm-hmm. you've got everything wrong, what we're trying to say is we've learned uh, through personal experience plus also making mistakes ourselves as a church uh, because as a church we're not perfect, are we Jude? So what are some of the probably, some of the obstacles or difficulties you've faced within a church that, even though we are geared to support lone parents, what obstacles do you still find?
1: Um I think it's always hard to be in church on your own with your children. That's always, you know, like thinking, are they going to misbehave? Are they going to make a noise? Are they going to, you know, I think that's when you're doing it on your own and you're trying to spread yourself between the three of them. I think that's, that's always hard. Um, I think, like I said, loneliness and isolation, you feel, I think the majority of people, if they're on their own feel anyway, single parents, um, and I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned is that the church can't replace what I've lost. The church can't, repli- like, heal all your pain. Um, it's o- only Jesus can do that. And I think, so I think people continually pointing you to Jesus, that's, that's you know, um, vital, isn't it? He's the only one that, um, you know, when you're on your own, you can... cry out to him don't you and he's he's the only one that can sort of heal that inner pain um so i think that's yeah um that's what i've learned as well but the church can't be your your savior Mm. um only only jesus can do that Mm -hmm.
0: so awesome yeah yeah that 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 is so true and we can look at some of the churches that aren't geared up to support single parents like we say back in the 80s it was 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 very few and far between that you would have uh maybe one single parent now like we say i think statistics show that there's a lot of lone parents in churches and i want to be clear that lone parents are just through separation or divorce or abandonment we have people who are lone parents for for numerous reasons uh husbands or wives might work away there's refugees who have come into the country and had a leave uh, husbands or wives in another country there's people who have been imprisoned and like you say people people have become lone parents because of death so the, the the stereotype of single parents is 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 terrible i think that the country portrays that there's just one type of single parent there's so many different reasons for for people bringing children up on their own and each reason means that there's different problems and, and, and different uh areas of pain that needs addressing for both the child and, and for the for the parent. Uh, so so we are by no means experts, but I think we can we gear ourselves up to protect parents and uh, to provide support for them. And I think the danger that we have as a church, Rachel mentioned it earlier before we came on air was treating people like projects you just mentioned there jude that the greatest thing we can do is point you to jesus but so often we're tempted to be the savior as a church and to fix problems and and treat treat you as a project not you in particularly jude but i think christians in general often struggle with this messiah complex and have you come across that rachel yourself uh, when people are trying to support you and have you even uh, had the temptation to replace Jesus yourself when helping others.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, it's never a position that you want to make someone feel like you're, like you say, like they are a project. But you obviously, because often these things are, are motivated out of out of love and compassion. They're not. They don't come from a place of malice. But you can end up almost. You, you can become just the different um women that i've worked with over the years um of the estate or whatever you can it, it's sometimes hard to leave to, to 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 know what's going on in their situation and to and to, to leave that um because obviously you're emotionally you, you're emotionally involved you've you've grown to love the kids and the the woman and um yeah, it's 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 learning, and I, and I, as you, as you know, and I, I've 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 struggled with it, and and um, you've you've got to keep reminding me. You've got to leave it with Jesus. You've got to leave it with Jesus. I think as women, we get more um, more emotionally involved in things probably than men. Men find it easier not to switch off, not to detach, but. Um, but yeah, we I, you know sometimes things can go around in my head, and I, and I can take it on board as my own kind of problem. And then it's remembering, isn't it, that actually you have to just leave it. with have got you can do what you do practically. You can pray for people and point them to Jesus, and you yourself have to kind of leave it um, at that place. Otherwise, you'd go crazy because you know, in, particularly in our country, we're not. It's it's not like. One thing is, there's a lot of people, and um, there's a lot of need, and um, you've got to come to a place of accepting that you know you're not the savior, the savior thankfully, in this situation.
0: Jesus is, and again, I think we've mentioned that churches have failed, lone parents and lone parent families. I think the biggest problem has been uh, lack of preparedness, lack of awareness, or uh, a bit like last year with the pandemic where we weren't prepared for a pandemic, so we spent the first couple of months struggling to get PPE and and ventilators, whereas if we'd have already been geared up for a pandemic, we'd have had these things in reserve. We we could have dealt with uh, the issue sooner, whereas I think a lot of churches because they don't have a certain demographic within the church, they don't prepare for them coming. So even if we get a refugee turn up or someone who's homeless, we're like, what do we do? We're not prepared. Whereas I think if if as churches we are more geared up, we already have services that are child-friendly and and lone parent family-friendly, and we have times of events fitted around, uh, different people so they can attend if they've got young children and they've got nobody to look after them. We can be have some things to prepare us as a church to to welcome alone parents, families in, even if they're not already in our churches, rather than struggling once somebody turns up to try and start uh, something brand new. Uh, very rarely do we find that the the response is, is badly Uh, it's an individual or a church's response to the lone parent that is bad but it it does happen doesn't it Uh, can you give any examples of how uh, people have discriminated against you because of uh, your status of being a lone parent well just as I say
1: when I, I what distinctly um i remember is when i went to that particular conference and um all the kids were in that group and i didn't want her going in that was my prerogative didn't want to go in that group and they were saying well where, where's your husband he should be here looking you know he, why can't he pres-
0: was this a woman's conference that you were at
1: sorry a fat like a, a no for anyone for anyone right. like a family conference family <laughs> um so uh Obviously, there that they, you you know. So one of one of them would sit, and she did, and the other one would take them into the to the and you know, and sit with them, and I, for a little while, and see they sell. But I didn't want to do that, so I had her with me, and she wasn't even being a problem or whatever. But this person was saying, "You, your wife, he needs to be?" And I said, "Oh, no, it's not possible. I'm here myself." What do you mean? You hear yourself? And it was just a big um, awkward situation. And and I just wanted to get out of there. I just thought I just don't. I looked around and no one. There may have been, but it felt like nobody was in my position. Um, even the sort of the way that these so-called family conferences sometimes are set up, it's just got it's got a mum and dad and two kids. That's what it's geared up for potentially. That when they say family, um, it was just yeah. I just felt really. That's supposed to be uh, my Saturday where I'm supposed to go and, and not only me is supposed to be um, my time with God, but my, my daughter. It was just an awful... And, it, and, I, and I, that I, like kind of framed... Um, it kind of had it positive as well, though, because it kind of framed me in terms of I knew that I'd never, ever do that. I probably wouldn't have ever done that anyway but i was very very conscious i was never going to do that make someone feel that they weren't to be accepted or part of something because they didn't fit what the expectation or, or, or whatever um and yeah that's so that that the, 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 there's lots of little instances, but that, that that's like a main one i would say
0: <laughs> that's that's enough, really, isn't it? I mean, even if that was the only incident, uh, yeah, awful to uh, for someone to press that discussion with you and and not just leave it when you give the first answer. But uh, Sue, anything for you? Did you relate to anything Rachel said? Yeah, I mean, well, I I was yes, I can relate to that. But
1: what I was thinking of was to how. You were disgru the the boys were discriminated discriminated against um not included in things, whereas the other children could have been because they were in a family um there's one instance I can think of but and I'm not going <laughs> to particularly say what it was, but yeah, I just it's they were just as valuable as the other children in the church. Mm-hmm.
0: I found, I found that really hard. Mm. Yeah. What What about YouTube?
1: Um. I mean, I haven't. I haven't got any. There's never been a situation um, <laughs> like that for me. Um. I think. I, I personally, I've, I've, I've had like people commenting on my situation um, and sort of judging it. Um without knowing sort of everything that you know all the facts and I think anyway you feel quite a lot of guilt and you feel um you, you feel quite embarrassed about the situation so I think um yeah you're quite sensitive to anybody commenting on on your your situation so um to be honest, I I get quite scared if I'm going anywhere you new, know, like any church, you know, not, um, or any conference or anything like that. In case people ask, um, so but that's probably partly my issue as well, my own insecurity. So. Yeah, but the, I I do know what you mean, because there does seem to be, because of um, having experienced it and talked to the people, there does seem to be a kind of strange, um. People have this almost um, feel they have this right to to ask questions in which they wouldn't maybe do in another another situation, you know, trying trying to pin you down what's happened, what you know, like like it's just not what you would do in a normal situation. And yet you you do have these people come up to you, Mm. and you know, we're talking about individuals in church Mm. who's Mm. question you and. and it already makes what is a really like you say and it's not they're not questioning you because that what comes across as concern. Right. It's it comes across as judgment and they've got they're gonna um recommend this, that and the other. Mm. And it is strange. It is strange. I don't know if I don't know if it's a power thing, I don't know what it is, but it definitely happens. Yeah, so we yeah.
0: We, we see we we see churches aren't geared up to uh, they're not geared up to support lone parents or the families. Uh, we, we we see churches that uh, maybe have a heart uh, to to serve lone parents, but then are looking to practically and not spiritually. Uh, and uh, I think when we we mentioned briefly. Uh, about the temptation to treat people as projects and uh, to look to to serve their practical needs, which is good, which is essential and is what we, we should be doing, but not at the expense of, of the discipleship because ultimately, like Jude said, what people need is is Jesus. So what has discipleship been like for uh, you as, as single parents? How, how, how has that looked and has it been... Uh, what you needed? Would you have liked to have uh, progressed further, uh, but you were limited to because of your situation? Because we often see uh, single parents in the workplace. We we see them uh, getting careers. You, you were a nurse, Sue, as a single parent, uh, and then Rachel, you were managing a uh, social services department as a as a single parent. But we don't often see single parents excelling in christian ministry why, why do you think that is
1: I think there's been a um again just the stigma people haven't kind of um wanted to approach people anyway so um single people have been overlooked purely on the basis that they are single um mothers I can only speak for single mothers, I don't know if it's happened perhaps it's happened to single ma- single dads. Um you know, as if they it feels like as if they would not have the kind of experience to to deal with certain to deal with certain things. Um and because they're not in a family then that doesn't fit that doesn't fit the, the model of what has to be. And so, um, you know, I know, I know people that have that are in positions that have been questioned, um, directly questioned about why do you think it's your place, a single mum, to be given this platform or whatever. I know um, of those people. Um,
0: yeah, I think twenty schemes do a, do a discussion on that topic, don't they? Mm. Is that the person you were thinking of?
1: think yeah and well and 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 you know one or two that have said that you know that people find sort of you know they see someone speaking um at a women's conference and it's it's all good biblical stuff and then they kind of find out that they're a single parent and then all of a sudden they've got a different slant on them and they feel then they go up to them and start questioning about what it's all about which um is just terrible so i don't know if um, people just overlook people in the first place, and then they think it's too much you know that that's too much to to deal with um but you know why should why should someone's situation if they've got um the godly standing and um the members of the church and why should that discount them from being a valuable source? To impart biblical teaching and or or run Bible studies for women or anything really. No, I know. Um, sorry. Um, I know when you'd first asked me because I I work as the administrator for New Life Church and I know Ian when you'd first mentioned it to me. My first thought was, how can I do that? I'm a single I'm a single parent. I can't. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. I can't do that I've like I think there's because there is that stigma and you feel that stigma you think oh I couldn't work for the church in my situation um but then you look to the bible don't you and you look that, you know Jesus there's all you know the disciples were all sorts of people weren't they they had all sorts of backgrounds they weren't the typical you know um doctor or teacher or you know there was a tax collector there was you know so when we model jesus it's it's it shouldn't come into it should it um but i know i felt that that immediately i couldn't do that i'm a single parent i couldn't work for the church so
0: and and what about you sue
1: i don't feel i was um discipled um at all, really, and I was never given any opportunities to to be involved in the church apart from maybe helping out the coffee morning, mm. which is still a valuable job. But but yeah, I I don't feel like I was offered um, that opportunity. I feel that like I was probably deciphered more after I left. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's it... Again, let's not forget that the church has been really bad at uh, discipling women and using them in ministry anyway. I think, uh, yeah, that's been one of the biggest failings of the church is recognising the gifts of women and using them. Uh, But with the added uh, stigma that the church has put upon uh, single parents as well, which again, flipping neck, being a single parent isn't a sin. I think what really winds, we always have the parent that's left uh, looking after the child, fulfilling their godly mandate to raise that child in uh, the ways of God in the church is often looked down upon when they're the one who are actually flipping neck They're the ones who's doing what God has called them to do. And, and generally, the, the person who's left is the one who, who gets away scot-free. So that that is, again, makes my mind boggle. Why is somebody who's trying to raise their children uh, in the church looked down upon by some people? It's it's mind-boggling, but we even have the fact that whether uh, you're from a a stereotypical uh, normal family, that women are generally still overlooked within discipleship and ministry, and that's something that as churches we need to develop and uh, an area that we would be, We wouldn't be doing any ministry at all if it wasn't for our female gospel workers. Uh, Living in a matriarchal society where 60% of the estate are women, then Uh, you need female gospel workers to reach those women. And in particular, if we're looking at training working-class men to reach working-class men with the gospel, how much more should we be training uh, single mums to reach single mums? Like we said at the start of this, the reason why we are better equipped to support single mums in the church is because we have single mums as members and as gospel workers. So that is an advantage to us in in, in reaching the single mums on the estate. But what obstacles do the church, because the church has made mistakes, individuals have made mistakes, and we do need to up our game as churches and as Christians. But what kind of obstacles do you think the churches face when discipling single mums because as with anybody that you're discipling there will be challenges uh, can you think of some obstacles that uh, you might have faced and now uh, you're in a different si- situation do you have any empathy towards the churches who struggle to disciple you in the past we'll ask that question firstly to you Sue. As an older
1: person um, I, I, I don't want to be too hard on um, how I felt that I wasn't discipled or um, included and whatever because a lot of the church were older and and now as an older person myself. There's not a lot I can do to help and encourage um, on a physical level. So maybe these other people physically couldn't do it or they had their own problems or whatever. But... um, yeah i I can't do much to to help the single parent on a physical level, but I can encourage them by praying for them um, and being there as an emotional support as well as a spiritual support so it depends on what you're able to do as well isn't it? individually
0: what 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 kind of obstacles <laughs> do you think you might have put in the way? Of people who have tried to help you as a single mum? What kind of- Oh,
1: sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been very defensive. Um, as we were saying earlier, as mums especially, we, we like the uh, the lioness with our children, aren't we? So maybe if people had tried to have helped, I would see it as a criticism uh, as opposed to um, as loving help. Mm. because I didn't want people criticising my children, even though they might have been doing it with the right heart. I put barriers up, possibly. Mm. And if you haven't been in that position, as being a single parent, maybe they just don't know how to to help you or how to, to deal with the situation.
0: Yeah, because equally how people have put the foot in it, people might... <clears throat> be that concerned about not wanting to put the foot in it that they don't say anything because they mm. don't want to offend people might be embarrassed and not want to offend so they they just keep quiet uh, rachel you're a bit of a what is it a wallflower you're quite reserved and that keep your <laughs> thoughts to yourself
1: so yeah.
0: i can't imagine you causing anybody any problems but uh... <laughs> <laughs> could you see how bevies when people have tried to help you in the past or uh that that you might have put some obstacles in the way what difficulties might you have presented people
1: yeah i can because um like seriously you're very very defensive so someone maybe trying to genuinely help comes across i'm taking it kind of or at least i was then It. Patronising. you obviously don't think I'm capable they're obviously talking about me when they go home, I mean they probably didn't even give me a second thought um, and you, you, yeah I can even you know you even get into your head like your child's being excluded from other children like I remember that incident Ian when people were doing Ring, of Rose, Ring Ring of Roses at church, at our church the church we were going to and Hannah was trying to get in in the group, these kids were just kids, but for me, they were consciously leaving Hannah out of the group, so I have badged over and pushed her, do you know what I mean? So you mind what, in, you're talking very, in the early days, particularly when things happen, it's very, very, very raw, and everything just feels magnified, so it doesn't matter kind of what anyone kind of tries to say constructively, mm. it's it's blown all out of proportion, so but i do think there is there is definitely that but i think when it's balanced with true relationships with people mm. i think you can then filter that so i've observed people who have gone into situations when they don't know that person very well and try to dictate how to them child what those children should be doing and had a really bad response and then I've gone into the same situation, but known the family that really, really well. Supported them, known for years, known the kids, said something exactly the same, but in a different kind of manner. And, and, and I know the person and they know my heart. It comes across completely differently. And so a lot of these things are missed in confusion, which they might people might be genuine to help because there isn't often that true relationship there. Like with your own family, you let a lot of stuff go that people you that normally you because you think, oh well, it's, you love them and and but because that often isn't in place in church, that's why you become i think more defensive. I don't know if you'd agree, jude, yeah, yeah, definitely, um, and i think definitely for for me. I can't, I'm almost had the attitude I can do it on my own. I'm fine. I I'm, I'm I don't need help. Like practical help. Do you know what I mean? I'm I, I can take care of my kids. I don't need anybody to help me. Um, and I think that again has had to change in me. That um, it's not. I I don't want to be seen as a project or anything like that. So I think um, I had to change my. I think a lot of it was kind of a bit of pride that you know nobody's I can do it on my own. Um, so over, I think over the last few years, you know, it's a, it's accepting help if I if I need it or asking for help. You know, if I need the kids looking after for an hour or something. Do you know what I mean? It's it's um, it takes a lot for me to to sort of ask for help. Um, but like you were saying, Rachel, I think. When you've got a relationship with people, then you you are more. It is like your family, isn't it? You you do accept help more, and you do ask for help more, and you don't feel you don't feel criticised um, so much, and you take it. When you know somebody loves you and genuinely cares for you and your children, you'll take it if they say, "Oh, have you thought about doing this?" or "Have you thought about doing that?" or you know, you'll take it a lot better than if a stranger comes and says it to you. Um I've just remembered Jude. He yeah. promised to fix your plug, didn't he? He hasn't done it yet. <laughs> it's all right. We're in lockdown.
0: <laughs> what? What plug? <laughs> Did I really? I'm
1: gonna ask because I'm too proud. But
0: yeah, I uh... <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember saying I'll help you finish off that bottle of red wine, but I can't remember doing anything <laughs> about the plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and again uh i think that's the biggest thing isn't it what we, we need as churches regardless of people's situations is to be pointing people first to jesus and being in fellowship with 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 jesus's people regardless of the situation i think community is such a huge thing building those relationships strengthening our relationships with jesus and one another is what cements a church that even That isn't even equipped to deal with certain situations, to, to deal with them better. If we're loving one another, if we're loving Jesus, then whatever situation we're faced with, we'll, we'll deal with it a lot better than we would do ordinarily. And I think the main benefit, what we found in supporting our members is the fact that we live in such close proximity to one another. And what we find is it's not a rule of the church that you've got to live on the doorstep of the church but what you find out is you, you have more benefits the closer to the church you are you have more benefits because you can interact daily with one another uh, loving one another pointing people to Jesus and, and, and praying with one another so again uh, I think community is a huge thing trust and the gospel but we've 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 talked about a lot of raw things uh, emotional things I, I appreciate your honesty thanks very much for your your time and sharing uh, is there anything that any of you would like to share before we finish that you'd like to get across?
1: Just something Jude said about the children um and I know I felt the same about your kids messing on or people thinking they're going to be naughty as an older person um the children bless me hmm. getting upset now, <laughs> but to see the children growing their faith, whoever's children they are um they such a blessing so um yeah don't think that's uh annoying <laughs> it's no, just, no, just yeah me. the just seeing the children pray or um knowing that they were they all have the, their own bibles it's 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 just such a blessing children uh in churches which i maybe didn't see as a single parent that people might have seen you and Andrew like that, mm. um but you know as an older person now they're amazing yeah, yeah and I think just going on from that to so say about children, we've talked <laughs> obviously about how are feelings as, as single parents, and then um just just touching on i think as churches understanding that um for the for, for kids brought up in single parenthood to, to feel. We we want to feel part of a family, but they do too. Mm. They are they're already feeling potentially like everyone's in a different situation to me, or mm. you know, um, they've got it all all right there. But we we maybe have And so how how do we as a church support not just us but but the children of these families mm. um, to feel inclusive? and included and not 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 ostracized
0: which almost sets us up perfectly uh for our next podcast which we're going to be looking at uh god being a father to the fatherless and how we can support children in the church who are being raised by lone parent families well thanks very much for joining us uh, and thank you for listening to the in context podcast